have to pinch myself sometimes because that was sort of my wildest dream and it's never too late to make new friendships a lot of these chicks were you know like mid-30s maybe and like sometimes you can feel a bit isolated or lonely day to day especially when we're so busy like with our jobs everyone's busy and it can be hard and you sort of worry that you can't make new friends or you feel that your friends are getting married or whatever and it's never too late and I get to see that and witness it firsthand and see how impactful it is for them. Hi everyone, I'm Hetty Holmes and you are listening to The Dose Podcast, the home of healthy headness in search of balance. DOSE is an acronym for happy hormones dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin and endorphins and we are obsessed with seeking out experiences that make us feel good. Have you ever wanted to learn how to surf or progress to the next level? Ride horses, scramble and charge up hills with the rising sun? Get sweaty with tailored beach workouts and have the adventure of a lifetime with a group of like-minded souls? Well this might be the retreat for you. I catch up with surf chick, journalist and all-round girl boss Sophie Everard, founder of Mad to Live Retreats. I hope you enjoy. Sophie, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. So you're in London, but normally you're somewhere very exotic and sunny, right? you like Costa Rica one minute, yeah. Croyd the next. <laughs> I've definitely been doing a global bop recently. I'm in this room with you and I've got sort of my travel backpack with me, which seems to come everywhere. Yeah. Um, but I'm having a little bit of UK time, which is nice for a couple of projects I'm working on. So um, I'm in London until maybe mid to end August. Uh-huh. Um, feels a little bit alien, but it's amazing to catch up with friends and I will be heading to the surf your way, so nice. <laughs> I'll be getting my fix nonetheless. So are you heading to Croyd or do you prefer to go to like Puttsborough? What's your... So I love Croyd. Well, I just love all the different breaks there. I love Croyd if I want more, like a more punchy surf and then um, Puttsborough is so lovely and mellow. My, place, my friends have a place there nice. and Saunton, such an iconic longboard wave and I just have so many great great memory surfing down there so I always like to go hit it yeah. up <laughs> you can really just pick the wave that you want can't you it's yeah. like four beaches back to back is yeah. quite nice and I was having a conversation with someone recently and they're like surfing in England and mm. I used to be that way too because I grew up in Greece and was just like in shock about being in England and then went on a road trip when I was in school and discovered Cornwall and Devon and was like oh my god mm. it's amazing in England yeah <laughs> it's great because obviously you know Betty my husband yes. and he wanted us to move to Portugal because that's where he grew up yeah. and mm-hmm. nowhere could beat Portugal and then mm-hmm. I'm from Devon originally and mm-hmm. I'm like how about North Devon a bit mm-hmm. nearer my family we can speak the language <laughs> for a start and uh, yeah we've compromised and he he loves it there so uh, we've reached a happy medium awesome but, so mad to live tell me all about your business how did it begin like you were in PR before is that right I was in PR sort of always worked with in PR marketing editorial and then sort of as an athlete so always within sports Mm -hmm. from the beginning of my career Um, so mad to live was my sort of a brain child it was a vision I'd had maybe since the beginning of my career when I was a teenager I was always like I want to do something where I feel that I can make people feel good and sort of share a passion and sort of more than that share how good it feels to be in the outdoors with people and so they can sort of benefit from the cerebral and physical benefits of the outdoors and the ocean um so yes i think five six years ago i created the brand um and the portal so this is whilst i was like still busy being a journalist which i am now um and i wanted a portal 
where I could house everything I was creating, which was all underneath this sort of umbrella message of empowerment and creative adventure through the outdoors. And I really wanted to reach more women and girls with this message because throughout my life I've been like, dang, you know, like the outdoors, the ocean, it makes you feel so good. And there are so many scientific studies now um, detailing how beneficial it is for your mental well-being and physical. Uh, so that was my sort of end game. And then um, two years into the brand, I thought, you know, the retreats was always my vision as well. And that's like a physical manifestation that people can come and connect with the Mad to Live brand and see what it's all about in person. So yeah, we're in our fourth year now. We just celebrate celebrated our 20th retreat. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. And I partied like an animal, which is quite rare for me. Yeah. I don't actually really drink anymore. Yeah. Um, I like a nice glass of red to chill out. But um, I was really in the party mood. And um, I was with my operations manager, Lucy, who's my sort of right-hand woman, who's amazing. So, um, yeah, we were out all weekend after the retreat ended in Portugal and sort of, yeah, really, really had a good old good old time for it. it sounds like you deserve it after how many years <laughs> building this brand. It's incredible. Thank you. And so what are the locations that you can take the retreat in? So you mentioned Portugal. So Portugal's our sort of home retreat, a bit like your husband. That was That's my family home. Yeah. Um, and I have an amazing business partner there, the Tobies, two of them actually, who I've known for a long, long time. Um, so work with them over there. And then I work with my surf coach in Costa Rica. So I've been I've lived out there before and we're going there for years and years. I've done them in Croyd. Um, Morocco is a big location for us. And then hot off the press, guys. <laughs> so new for next year, we're going to be adding Bali, wow. which is where my family lives. And I've spent a lot of time out there, months and months and months, um, sort of getting an understanding of the places. I think it's kind of weird if you go to a country, you have no, I don't know, relationships with people. So much about my retreats is the amazing people and coaches in the area too. Mm. And I like to share like sort of pearls of wisdom about a place. And I feel like you don't, you can't really do that unless you know a place so well. Mm. Um, so yeah, we have Bali as a new location and then snow, Ooh. which I've been working on for years and I didn't want to rush it. I never like to rush anything. Um, so hopefully we'll be dropping a snow date as well. Um, I lived in the Alps as well and have been snowboarding my whole life and really want to share the mount, like the love of mountains and get more women and girls out on the mountain because yeah. sometimes I go out and I'm like still like... Shit, pardon me. There's still so many. God, where are all the chicks, you know? Yeah. What, what's the reason for making these women-only retreats then? Mm, good question. So when I was younger and learning to do a lot of the sports we do on the retreats, um, I sort of... Let's take surfing. The first time I was learning, I didn't actually get any good coaching. Um, and I was sort of floundering in the water, not knowing what I was doing. And it actually took me a few years until I got coaching and was like, oh, okay, now this makes sense. Um, so I really wanted to provide great coaching where girls and women could come, really benefit from having that kind of tuition that's really going to get them up and get them enjoying it rather than being left in the water, say, in a group of 20 with one coach. Um, and then and equally, yeah, it comes from that. Sometimes, you know, you go out into the water or up the mountain or wherever and there's still quite a disproportionate number of women doing those sports. And I was like, that's rubbish. <laughs> so I want to hopefully encourage more girls and women to explore those sports, those different environments. Um, some countries I go to, it's amazing when you see sort of like an equal split. And um, I think we'll, I know, sometimes you hear some horror stories about um, girls getting some aggro from guys maybe in the water or whatever but 
I haven't really had that actually the whole time I've been in the water, but I do sometimes go out and see maybe like 10 to 1 with guys and girls. So I want to see more girls and women out there and because, yeah, fundamentally those sports make you feel so happy and brilliant. They do come with their challenges. I've bawled my eyes out in the water and up a mountain before with frustration or the cold or hurting myself, but there's always an amazing lesson to be learned and I've learned so much about my own limits and courage yeah. and tenacity and I feel that that really can overlap in your day-to-day life too. Amazing. So what can we expect to experience at one of your retreats? Like, walk me through a typical programme. <laughs> Do you know what? I said, I've said this for a while. So my retreat so mad to live the, the name might give away quite a lot uh, it's quite sort of like off the beaten track style and I quite like people leaving being like Jesus what happened to me just then yeah. <laughs> you know it's like disbelief or shock so they they're a balance of like the yin and the yang and high energy and there is some um, restorative and mellowness um, but it is about sort of high energy there's a dose of rock and roll it's about maybe you know exploring a wilder side of you because we're sort of like so constrained day to day like with our jobs and whatnot and actually it's quite nice to sort of take the pot off that and like feel your heart like bursting with energy and um enjoying your environment and making epic friendships and um, I had this amazing moment on a retreat this year when we were out in the desert and we'd just been surfing all day on this amazing road trip and then we sort of hiked these sand dunes and were sandboarding and I was with this group of women and the moon was coming out in the desert and I just started howling at the moon, which I love to do. I just, like, love that. <laughs> and then they all started doing it too. Wow. So it's like this group of chicks being like, ow! <laughs> so, yeah, expect the unexpected. Expect to feel things you haven't felt before, to be in a high-energy environment, um, also to enjoy the chill and rest- restoration you might need, that you might crave from your busy life. But I think the release of the ocean and the outdoors can really give you that too. That's amazing. And do you see a lot of friendships forged at your retreats? Oh, my God. Honestly, it blows my mind. So four years down the line, I have some amazing had some amazing clients all of them are amazing and I, I know them all by their first name still and I actually did this with my ops manager Lucy recently we went through every retreat every photo we always have group photos and went through every single girl or woman who'd been and we were like that's so and so that's so and so and it's incredible because a lot of them have made amazing friendships so for new year this year in Bali I was with um, five of them, so from three different retreats, and a lot of them have made amazing friendships. They've traveled together, they lived together, they've what? moved countries, yeah. and it's just insane. I just like have to pinch myself sometimes because that was sort of my wildest dream. And it's never too late to make new friendships. A lot of these chicks were, you know, like mid 30s, maybe, and like sometimes you can feel a bit isolated or lonely day to day, especially when we're so busy, like with our jobs. Everyone's busy and it can be hard, and you sort of worry that you can't make new friends or you feel that your friends are all getting married or whatever. And it's never too late. And I get to see that and witness it firsthand and see how impactful it is for them, mm. um, which, like I said, sort of blows my mind. So I feel very privileged to be part of that in some small way. Yeah. And you're obviously a very inspiring ball of energy yourself. How do you make sure that you look after you? Like you're always giving out your energy to others. Like, Do you have a moment for yourself at the end of the day? OK, so that's a very good question because I'm coming off the back of a bit of a recovery period because I had a very busy spell. And anyone who's listening who knows me 
me knows I yeah I do push it pretty hard and it's quite hard when you have a lot of energy to I had to learn to relax and to chill and I had to learn about my own limits set myself boundaries at the end of last year sort of after feeling a bit burnt out I was like right well I don't want to do that so I'll just set little boundaries about how far I can take myself and um put things in place which will hopefully avoid that happening so with the retreats after each retreat I go into what I call Garfield mode with my <laughs> assistant and um we basically just sort of lie on the sofa and eat pasta and drink wine until we've like recovered um or go surfing and like I'll gradually like introduce some runs and just need that kind of downtime I've been watching the new Stranger Things which is brilliant oh, I've just started yeah and I sort of live my life according to wanting to be in the Goonies so <laughs> it's like a sort of like parody of that so I've been enjoying that immensely yeah <laughs> and so talking about being in the water yes have you ever had any really scary moments where you thought oh my god I don't want to do this again or just mm. fear because it can be quite a scary environment can't it it really can and nature mother nature being in the ocean being in the mountains um she is unpredictable and wild and i think it teaches you so many valuable lessons and people ask me that a lot and like i said before i've had so many moments where i've been crying in the water or like crying in the mountain and feeling rotten or frustrated or i've hurt myself and but you get back up and you know i think about maybe a couple of instances like that but here i am 8 years later and i'm still going and you might not think you can or you could but you do and i think those sports are so amazing in terms of teaching us resilience and that we are so much more capable than maybe we think we are because we might be working in an office every day and you just don't know about those limits within you and what you are capable of um so i have had a lot of yeah scary moments and nature can never be underestimated and i think it's um an amazing lesson to have to respect her and to be in those situations where you think actually I'm much smaller than maybe I think I am yeah. um and you are confronted with her in like some of her like roaring might sometimes and it's amazing and it's also scary mm. and very humbling because I had a bit of a scary moment when I was in Australia I got swept out and then I I went for a wave that I I kind of was in two minds about which is always the worst thing and then I got churned up by the first one and then of course they come in sets so then you have to just like (laughs) wait it out and then stupidly I don't know if I took it off or it came off but I may have lost my board which is like your lifeline isn't it and then I put my hand up being like with the fist being like help and they just started waving at me and I was going further and further out anyway I just paddled for my life but I remember saying I'm never doing this again yeah and then my um my surf instructor at the time was like oh there's loads of sharks out there I was like great <laughs> and actually I was 18 then and it took me a very long time to go surfing yeah. again and, well probably about 10 years which is embarrassing but mm. now I'm living in Braunton mm. where mm. it's like surf community I've kind of I have to really and yes. I'm just I'm just taking lessons again because I, I have to almost go back to the beginning Yeah, but I, I think I did a bad thing by kind of not going straight back in the water mm. I think like what you say getting straight back on the board is the best thing you can do yeah get back on that pony I think we can sort of put that into again it's like lessons you can they overlap into day-to-day life it might be a situation with work you feel uncomfortable with and then you think well hot damn I just managed to get back out in the water after I had my ass handed to me so I can confront you know this situation or maybe rationally deal with something that I feel uncomfortable with or slightly scared of and I think those kind of lessons we take from those sports are so useful. Mm, Have you ever had any of your clients 
um, get into a tricky situation on one of your retreats and um, you've had to go to the rescue? Oh, no, we've had, like, people, you know, be very scared. People mm. have fears about the water or when we're climbing about heights. So, mm. actually, recently this year we were climbing in Costa Rica and we've had a couple of people glued to the wall sort of <laughs> halfway up. Um, and these women are just formidable because we had this amazing lady who had a bona fide fear of heights and she managed to do it. She did freeze halfway up, but she kept going and mm. shaking with fear and crying and sort of we would climb up halfway and, like, help, you know, maybe some words of encouragement. Um, but we've had those kind of situations and we always try and provide, yeah, like top-notch coaches who are well-versed to deal with anything that might happen. Everyone's sort of lifeguard qualified in the water, um, first aid. So we've had uh, one of my favourite guests, Jen, lost a toenail once when we were surfing. So It's not that bad yeah, <laughs> on no. the grand scheme of things, I guess. I mean, it was pretty bloody, like yeah. a big toenail sort of sticking halfway oh. up. Um, so we were sort of like performing like a first aid treatment on her. <laughs> She's lying back, but she really took it like a champ. Yeah, and I guess all these things teach you resilience, as you say, so that then mm. they can apply it to their everyday lives, mm. right? When they're stressed at work yes. or they get a scary email. You know, yeah. They learn how to how to adapt. Exactly. And you adapt and you learn what you're really capable of, I think. You're like, oh, okay, well, maybe this email seems scary or this person does, but actually I just did X or whatever it was. Mm. Um, and I am strong and I can do this, so mm. I'm going to do it. <laughs> and was there a reason why you left your job and you know well you're still a journalist now but yeah. your your job in PR to to do these retreats like did you burn out yourself or did mm. you experience stress yourself yes so there are a couple of reasons it had always been my vision to create the company and I did have a period of insane burnout so I was sort of doing my full-time job I was PR manager of a big sports brand sports coaching before and after work thinking I was superwoman and could do it all um and then had an insane burnout. It probably took me like eight months to feel good again. Mm. Um, and then sort of like was healing myself again through all mindful habits, obviously not doing too much, and then the sports I love and being outside. So I've had a couple of moments in my life where I've sort of like utterly convinced how beneficial the outdoors and the ocean is to mental health. Um, and then a period with de depression I had when I was a teenager when my father died. Um, so, yeah, I sort of also had wanted to do it forever and waited until I felt like I had the skill set and knowledge, which took a while. You know, I, I waited until I felt like I had the tools in my own personal arsenal because when you're setting up a business, you're really in the trenches doing it all, aren't you? I mm. mean, you've done it with Dose, which is amazing. And you have to do sales and marketing and PR. And then with the retreats, like, you know, the sports coaching, being a good host and like, mm gritty clean your back cleaning tables you know mm. <laughs> like, people see the tip of the iceberg don't yeah, they yeah 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 well, I love the swan metaphor about this like lovely graceful swan kind of go through the through the pond and yeah. then you see these crazy feet underneath just like pedaling yes. away it's so true people only see a surface level that's it and sometimes if people say to me oh it just looks like you're on holiday all the yeah. time I'm like mm, yeah. like take a deep Not breath and swallow and I'm yeah. like oh my god you have no idea <laughs> yeah and so obviously with a lot of travelling I mean you must mm. get jet lagged quite a lot or yeah it can be pretty neckering um like i said i try and plan in these days like i'm quite strict i'll write it in my calendar like rest day mm. i actually have another one tomorrow which i'm very excited about <laughs> <laughs> 
So the weather's so nice in London. I might go do a little workout, but otherwise I'll, I'll probably just read a book and relax. Yeah. Um, it's quite hard not to like tune into your phone or emails. Mm. Um, again, it's something you almost have to be quite strict and teach yourself to do. Mm, you have to treat yourself like a client, don't you? Just like yeah. put that, that calendar invite in there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so when you're in London, do you have friends here that you stay with? or? Yes, yeah, so I'm staying with my wonderful best friend, Tom, who's also a surfer. Um, I've known him since I was 12 when I first, or 13 when I first moved to England. We used to go to heavy metal festivals together. Nice. <laughs> and um, he's an amazing person. I have a lot of amazing friends here, so I do love to be here, so I get to see them. Yeah. Um, and then it's good for just sort of, you know, like stuff on the brand side. I get to work with some amazing businesses and I like to be here as well to help sort of ideas germinate and catch up with people and there's a lot of dynamic energy here and smart, brilliant people and I like to connect with that. Okay. <laughs> you mentioned you've got an upcoming retreat with, with a very inspiring lady. I do. Tell me a bit more about that. So, Yana Robinson... Um, is a formidable woman. Uh, I first heard about her a few years ago through Lucy, my ops manager at the retreats, who was always very proudly holding this poetry book she'd bring everywhere. Um, and then also wearing these T-shirts and the book and the T-shirts called the poems, the most famous one is called This Is For The Women. And Yana's also um, the CEO of a company called This Is For The Women. So Yana Robinson is a poet first and foremost and a sort of badass feminist edge to it and the CEO of her company. Um, she's also a life coach and just an insanely wonderful woman. She's also a surfer and travels. So I'm collaborating with her this year in November. We'll be doing the usual mad-to-live mix of adventure in Morocco. Um, so I'll be surfing, visits to the all-female Argonaut Collective. So we go see our friends there, these amazing women, learn about how argan oil's made and the botanical garden and how different plants are good for our health and just spend time with them. We go hiking in Paradise Valley, jumping off things if you want we do yoga meditation and then yana will be doing her life coaching sessions so it'll be really going into a deeper layer of the dermis of what we normally do exploring your relationship with yourself work money love um so we're so excited to introduce yana to our mix um she's very much on our wavelength and yeah it's going to be very special this november great is that something you're going to do in the future like bringing these kind of guest hosts to yeah. set a theme for a retreat yeah i think so um i really had always wanted to work with yana i'd interviewed her a few years ago and we quickly discovered we are very on the same wavelength and um I like her quite wild approach to what she does and she's incredibly talented um, and a brilliant life coach as well. So I really wanted guests to be able to benefit from that. Um, so as the brand grows, I'll be looking at doing more specialist weeks like that as well, um, which I think is a fun element and I like that guests can sort of cherry pick between the destinations. Um, so with Portugal, it's like high energy, a lot of action sports. In Morocco, there's a more restorative element and we do more meditation. Costa Rica, it's got like wild jungle vibes and climbing and riding horses on sunset on the beach. Um, so you'll really be able to kind of pick and choose. I mean, I've had clients who've done all of them now. Yeah, I was going to say, do you get yeah. repeat bookings? Yeah, we have. Um, so some of our best ever clients, so Nikki did four in a year. Um, I've had another girl do four in a year. Wow. I have 
have a great friend, Akiko, uh, who lives in London. She has done two this year and she's coming to Jan Robinson in November. That's amazing. So it's amazing. And it's it's amazing getting to see how they sort of evolve in their journey. And some of them like really fall in love with like one of the sports and like sort of change their lives around it so they can do it. Great friend of mine, Kat, who I met on a retreat a few years ago, who was just with me for New Year in Bali. She's now moved to Portugal. Um... So yeah, that just all blows my mind. I just think it's as a result of experiencing your retreat. Yeah, wow, yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> it's so cool. And um, there's a very special energy in Portugal there. I yes. don't know where you take your campers, but we are um we often go to the kind of the west coast. So like yeah. Carapatera, mm. Amado around there. Yeah, and I love it. It's just amazing. It's almost like it's just it's off the beaten track, isn't it? Yes. It's kind of stuck in almost like the seventies in a way. It's just Yeah, Portugal's a magical place and I love getting to work with like my friends there and it's like very much a family affair and my mum who lives there air drops into some of our dinners sometimes so clients can meet mum and mad to live uh, which is pretty cool (laughs) she loves that yeah she loves it so what what was the reason for your family moving to Bali or is that where they've just lived for a very long time that's my sister and her husband um, and they have a couple of businesses over there um so uh my family sort of spread across the world a bit and so is her husband's family um it's quite a good meeting place for all of us handily yeah <laughs> <laughs> so their businesses the mandala group they've sort of got these amazing luxury villas in a beach club hotel um and they're just amazing amazing places like once in a lifetime kind of vibes when you go mm. so it's going to be great to open that up to people and i love the balinese people and mm. i've had such an amazing time making friendships with the locals over the last years and surfing with them um and it's such a wonderful magical place um, whereabouts in bali are you going to be based for this retreat in changu <gasps> i was gonna say yeah. changu is <laughs> my favorite place in the entire world is it i actually went there on my honeymoon mean well bali yeah and we went from the bottom U- uluatu mm-hmm. then ubud the, no no did we go ubud then Chang- i think changi then ubud then yeah. tembok to do the volcano climb yes. but then we we didn't get to do that <laughs> <laughs> we might return for that but changi we went back to just because we fell in love with it so yeah. much yeah echo beach is incredible it's so fun and we have there's another location actually at uluatu yeah um so could be one there too. There's quite a big rip there, though, isn't there? And there's not a lot Mm. of beach, which I find quite scary. You have to, like, hop off a cliff to go surfing. Yeah, so Uluwatu, I mean, it's one of the most famous spots in the world. Mm. Um, Quite rightly, it's an incredible wave. But, yeah, that is an advanced wave, but there's some breaks around it, which are very beginner-friendly, too. Yeah. Um, But it's just such an incredible part of the world, Mm. and... Yeah, I can't wait to share that with people. I think I'll be coming on that one. Yes, definitely. (laughs) How how do you manage it in the water if you've got like a more experienced surfer and Mm. a kind of total beginner? Do you have Mm. like different, or you're obviously in the water too, do you have other instructors managing them? Yeah, yeah, we always have a lot of instructors. So um, we do get a lot of beginners, but then if we have advanced surfers, we might... um, you know, fraction off and take the advance to a different spot because we want them to benefit from the best conditions for them. So it's all about the best conditions for each group, beginner, intermediate, advanced. So it's always sort of tailored and we always look at the surf reports every night and every morning and figure out where's the best place to go. And if there's a bigger group, there's always more coaches. Mm. Um, So there's always at least three per eight, which is good. And then you get a lot of one-on-one. We do video analysis, a lot of theory, land-based coaching, um which is critical to understanding the water, I think, rather than just 
hurling you out there without much knowledge of what's going on around you. And in fact, like meditation is quite important too, isn't it? Yeah. I, I was talking to um, a friend of yours, big mm. wave surfer, Angie Cotton, oh, yes. recently about how meditation has been so important mm-hmm. to him and staying cool under pressure. Mm-hmm. Not that he really needs to because he's just one of those people <laughs> that can take on 80 foot waves and yeah. be absolutely fine. He's like a Jedi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's actually a Jedi. Um, but yeah, so is that a key part of your course as well in terms of like yes. helping people stay calm under pressure? Exactly, staying calm under pressure. And that's where Lucy, who's also head of yoga and meditation really comes into play so we do a lot of work on meditation and breath work and that can really help you in the water because for example if you have a wipeout like we all do if you're breathing fast <gasps> begin to like sort of hyperventilate you're just going to inhale water as well so just like having steady breath work staying calm you will rise to the surface um, but just staying calm in that kind of environment um, often when we're wiping out when we're learning we might be in shallow water as well so that's almost like part of safety so everything we go through too um but that kind of mindful practice especially in the ocean in the mountains anywhere it's just really can be very calming um and also you can exert so much energy freaking out and breathing too much and you're paddling into waves you almost want a zen like kind of calm you are exerting a lot of force in those critical moments when you're going for the wave in the last seconds and you're taking those big deep paddles but also your breath work should be pretty calm too Mm. um and it's just going to keep your body in check your mind in check and like on an even keel yeah (laughs) and it's surfing's now an olympic sport isn't it it is how do you feel about that um yeah i mean it's it's so amazing so is climbing and skateboarding so Mm. big three big bangers in the next olympics i know i kind of look at snowboarding as an example and when slope style was added to the olympics in sochi um and i think about the success we had with athletes like the amazing jenny jones who was our first medalist on snow. She took home a bronze in women's soap style in Sochi. She lives near you, actually. Ooh, She's in Devon. She? Nice. she loves surfing. Yeah. Um, and then Billy Morgan, who in the recent Olympics um, also took home a bronze medal for Big Air. And I think the injection that British snow sports had um, really was impactful. But also these guys like Billy Morgan learned how to snowboard on dry soap like around Southampton and Jenny only started on her ski season when she was 18 um but it was so widely televised so popular on TV and then the ramifications of that so many kids wanted to try snowboarding even in England mm, we're incredible. not known for mountains no I mean <laughs> but uh, anything's possible isn't there being yeah. a big way an artificial wave park is being built I hear in London yeah yeah apparently in London so I've been hearing all sorts of crazy rumors about that I do think it's happening yeah and then Bristol's obviously going to be opening soon mm. we have um, Snowdonia in yeah. Wales um kelly slater's wave pool's pretty famous now it's been a stop on the world tour so I mean, I hear with Japan, it could be in a wave pool, the surfing. Wow. Yeah, so... Have you ever tried one? Actually, I haven't. No, you need to. I, need I'd to like compare. to. I'd like to try it, definitely. I love to try anything. I do love being in the ocean and nature and, like, yeah. some of the most magical moments of my life have been in the water and I'll have seen, like... I mean, in Ecuador, I remember one morning and these dolphins just sort of next to us chilling and, Mm. you know, diving down and seeing amazing things in the water and incredible sunsets and sunrises and you feel like an almost overwhelming energy that you're connecting with Earth and Mother Nature and it's an insane feeling. Um, It can be very powerful and brilliant. And, um, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if they do it in a wave pool. We've got some amazing talent in the UK 
um, which I think could be very cool. But we'll see what happens. I'll definitely be watching, and maybe it will inspire more children, more kids to want to surf, which is only a good thing. Yeah. Obviously, you're a bit of a badass entrepreneur yourself. Do you have <laughs> any tips for young young women, young budding entrepreneurs? Like Any yeah. tips, any pearls of wisdom you can lend them? That is a great question. Um, yeah, I definitely think being resilient and like build your skill set, build your personal arsenal of whatever it is that sort of sets you on fire. I remember when I was young and all these crazy hobbies I had and all of them have come into use and everything I was into and being so stubborn as a teenager, I want to work in action sports. That was the only thing I wanted to do and my <laughs> mum couldn't understand it. She's this very chic, lovely Belgian lady. Um, well, I don't get it, darling. Why? I was like, I just love it. Like, this is what I want to do. <laughs> and um, stuck to my guns. So I think be, yeah, stick to your guns, keep building up your skill set, work hard in that in that respect too. Um, go with your gut feeling, your instincts, and that comes to making decisions. Sometimes you've just got to go with that. I think you can have everything around you. You can prepare as much as possible, which is great, but often you'll have to go from that sort of gut instinct which is guiding you. Um Three, being an entrepreneur, it can be quite solo work and there's so many tools around us now you can benefit from, different digital networks and tools and people to speak to, meetups. Um, so really like utilise those different tools because there's so many out there. And equally, it doesn't take a lot to set up a business. I mean, so many of these amazing tools you can use, MailChimp, you know, Squarespace, mm. like these are all so accessible. So if you've got an idea and if in your gut everything is telling you this is this is a great idea, um, go for it, then, you know, the tools are there and make the most of great characters around you, mentor light figures as well. Don't be afraid of asking questions. Um, I consult with my sister a lot, who is a ferociously smart woman, also very sweet and kind. Um, but I really sort of rely on those conversations a lot because, like I said, it can be quite um, isolated work sometimes. It's not like an office environment where you're in a group meeting, say, a lot of the time. So I think it's great to try and reach out to different communities, networks, digital networking, um, meetups and such. Um, the tools are there so you can use them. Mm, awesome. And I have to ask you, the name Mad to Live, what inspired it? <laughs> so I actually have that tattooed on me. Oh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> so the story goes, so I love to read. I'm a mm. voracious reader and I love Jack Kerouac. Um, so when I was wanting to name my business, I was sort of sitting there like, oh, it's like trying to name a baby. I can't <laughs> imagine how hard that is. <laughs> and, then, <Quite> hard. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh, frustrated, couldn't think of anything. They were cheesy, terrible. Um, I already had this tattoo on me and it comes from a paragraph in one of my favourite books, On the Road. And I love the way Jack Kerouac writes. It's often quite long and wild and rambling um, with amazing characters sort of travelling. And I like that kind of wildness to the characters and his style of writing and the tales of travel back then in the States and Mexico and when he went to Paris. And yeah, so one day I just looked down at my arm and I was like, dang, the answer's been there all along. It's mad to live. And it, you in the face. <laughs> and it encompasses how I feel I approach life, how I want to. You know, life is is incredible. And I like that feeling when you're really fizzing with energy and you feel really alive. And that's what I want people to try and feel when they connect with the brand, whether it's through the retreats, which are the physical manifestation, maybe some of the literature that's created around it. Um, but trying to sort of like push that out and because... 
I really believe wholeheartedly in the benefits of an active lifestyle and connecting with the outdoors, in making friendships and supporting each other, and that we're almost, you know, you can almost do anything in those kind of environments when you believe in yourself. Awesome. I think that's a very philosophical way to end our <laughs> podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today, Sophie. Thank you. It's been a real pleasure, and I hope to see you in Croyd very soon. Yes, thank you so much. <laughs> thank, thank you. If you have any questions about any of the content discussed in today's podcast, please drop us a line at hello at whateveryourdose.com. You can also refer to the links in the show notes below. Want to know more about Dose? Visit www.whateveryourdose.com and sign up to receive our weekly newsletters for feel-good content and events across fitness, food and drink to get your happy hormones firing. <laughs>